Welcome back to another edition of the Padari Podcast. This week, we had no Jay. So, Jeremy and Noah discuss the NBA playoffs, a little bit of MLB, and some NFL news. As always, thanks for listening. We hope to see you next week. What's up, guys? Welcome to a, a new week of the Padari Podcast. Uh, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Noah. And we have no Jay this week. Oh, so sad. It is sad. But it's okay. Because, you know, yesterday was a good day for us Celtics fans. And a bad day for Steph Curry fans, which Jay is one. So, you know, we'll get uh, him. Appar- yeah, apparently he's he's not uh, a Philly fan. For this month. <laughs> He he's a he's a Golden State fan in the in the month of June apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to be when your team never makes the finals. Hey man, or <laughs> makes the conference finals. All right, all right. We won't bash Jay while uh, he's okay. not here any more than that. But <laughs> all, right, all right, we we love you, buddy. We're we're, we're just yeah. poking some fun at you. But, Jay um, Jay will definitely be back uh, hopefully next week, but uh, we'll attach his garbage and gold to the end, so you won't be completely Jayless. And hopefully by the time next week comes, the Celtics will be crowned the 2022 NBA champion because they did take a 2-1 lead yesterday against the Warriors. They won 116-110. to 110. So how you, how you feeling about the rest of the series, Noah? Man, I feel, I feel good, not great. Third quarter, yesterday we managed to uh, stay ahead, which, you know, has been very hard to do because the Warriors are a third quarter team, which is really weird because you think in, in, in sports, right, you got fourth quarter teams, you have second half teams, you have like ninth inning, like you don't ever have like third quarter. <laughs> it's such a random like part of sports to be so dominant in, but yet the Warriors game after game, year after year, just go bonkers in the third quarter. And I mean, you know, part of that, I think, is probably strategy. You first two quarters, you kind of see what they're doing, and then you just exploit that. But, you know, that backfires if you let a team just get so much momentum, as we saw last night. The Celtics had crazy momentum, and they just, uh, you know, the game got dicey in some areas. But for the most part, I was sitting on my couch just kind of clapping and having a good time. And it's it's funny about the third quarters because like the Warriors are obviously the best third quarter team I just find it funny that the two teams in the finals are the the best third quarter team and the worst third quarter team I know (laughs) and luckily the Celtics they came out of the gate firing Jalen Brown Jalen first quarter Brown I don't I don't know what it is about (laughs) He, he loves the first quarter, but then, you know, after that, you know, he's like, all right. I, I, I my brother I my brother was uh, casually watching the game last night because he, he doesn't really have a team. And uh, he just hates the Warriors. So he was kind of rooting for the Celtics, but not really obsessing. But he's, like, looking at Brown. He's like, man, I miss high top Brown. But uh, but uh, Braided Brown is a beast. <laughs> oh, I love Braided Brown. Ever since he, he cut the high top, he's just been a different beast. Oh, I told him, I said the high top brown was fun to watch dunk, but other than that, he didn't do anything. He he got the 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 uh the braids and he just went god mode. It's kind of like green haired Marcus Smart. Ever since Marcus Smart got his green hair, he's just been on another level. And oh thing, yeah. Oh and, yeah. And Jason Jason Tatum, uh um armband Tatum. Armband Tatum. We love it. It's like headband LeBron. You remember when uh headband Tatum was a thing? 
Actually, the, the lock screen on my phone is uh, Tatum when he had his head, headband on. I love that. On, on the subject of headbands, my brother also said, uh, I, I think Derek White has to be hiding a bad hairline underneath that headband. Uh, did, <laughs> I mean, what hairline? <laughs> it's, I think it's still I think it's still 10 times better than uh, Trey Young's hairline, though. Trey Young, uh, he's he's gonna go bald by the time he's thirty. Right? What hair? <laughs> he, he he already has a bald spot, like he already has patches. Like I, I want to be surprised by the time he is thirty, he he's bald. Even yeah. even Stephen A. Smith, he commented on um, Derek White's hairline, and like I think it was halftime or pregame. Yeah, um, he was like. <laughs> He was like, you know, I just want to talk about something non-basketball related. He was like, <laughs> Derek White gives me hope because my hairline isn't that bad. He said, he said that man got a big forehead. Oh my gosh! But um, oh, but on the uh, yeah, on the subject of uh, Derek White, man, what a clutch pickup by Brad Stevens and the Celtics organization. He has been constant. If he's not, if he doesn't have the three ball going, he's driving to the cup and scoring on people. If he has the three ball going, he's cashing over defenders. He is making passes. He's playing exquisite defense. Probably the best. I love Marcus Smart, but Derek White probably guards Steph Curry. I mean, you know, you can't guard Steph Curry. You can yeah. only contain Steph Curry. But he probably guards Steph Curry. Uh, likewise, like like um, Grant Williams was guarding Giannis in the the the, the semi the no con, uh, what was that the, the conference semi? semifinals conference semifinals. There we go. Because uh, Giannis can't be stopped. You're just gonna try to put a body in front of him. But you know, if you slow him down and you make him make bad decisions, then you mm-hmm. get your your points out of that. And uh, Derek White, man, just a, a beast. And he's a nice. Whenever he's on the court. He changes the pace of the game. He slows it down. Because mm-hmm. when you think about the Celtics, obviously you think about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. But also you think about a team that shoots a lot of threes. Yes. But with him, you're anytime like a Celtics player is like at the three-point line wide open, you're just expecting them to shoot it, so you're going to close out. But Derek White, sometimes, you know, sometimes here and there he'll shoot it. Excuse me. But – um. I say he's a nice change of pace because he attacks the rim, I think, more than anyone on the team. Mm-hmm. And consistently, for sure. Consistently, he gets to the free throw line. And for the most part, it's not like an erratic layup, like where Jason Tatum like tries to drive and it just, or Jalen Brown and the ball either gets poked out or goes like over the backboard or something like that. Yeah. So I think Derek White was probably the best pickup at the trade deadline for any team this offseason. Definitely. Uh, not offseason. Um, this trade season, deadline. Trade deadline at this season. Yeah, yeah. I think, no, I, no I, I was saying I think he was the, the best pickup because obviously, like, they're, they're in the finals right now. So, like, you could – I think you can make a case that it was the best pickup. And even when they got him, that was, like, the start. Like, even, like, a little before they got him. It, it was like the start of their turnaround. Yep. But once they got him, it was just like that. Like this team is like making a making a pretty good push because the the price was kind of steep to get him. You you had to trade a first round pick, right? But, um, and a couple players. But 
Brad Stevens knew what he was doing because the Celtics team, you look at them currently constructed, you're like, they don't they don't really need that first round pick. No. Romeo Langford, he's oh sorry about that. Romeo Langford, he's just gonna be on the bench for the most part. Right. Uh, Josh Richardson, he's just a, a role player, and I think Derek White was an upgrade over both of them. Definitely. And then and then another another huge piece that they brought back, Al Horford. Al Horford has somehow and we talk about this every week because he just keeps surprising. It he, he had some uh, little shaky defensive plays when he was put in pick and roll situations with uh, Steph Curry last night. But aside from aside from the little exposure offensively and, and even defensively down low, he's just been a beast. You you can tell he's hungry too. He wants that ring. Oh, the I mean, amount of times he's been so close, but LeBron James was just in the way. Well, I mean, yeah. If you look at some of the, you look at some of the teams that uh, Budenholzer had in Atlanta, those Atlanta teams were stacked. They were stacked for for the league as it was. But you just keep running up against LeBron. It's like. It's you know it's like uh, the back in the day you know Jordan kept going against the Pistons and then he finally got over the hump like the it's just it's just frustrating and so for Al to work as hard as he's worked and finally get a little taste of like the the, the you know the the carrot on the end of the the stick it's like ah oh, I'm right here I got to close it out and another good thing another cool thing that I like he's to uh to to portray. Um, excellence at his level as a Dominican player and try to get more uh, Dominican uh, kids into the league, which I think is just real cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't know if his dad won a title when he was in the league. Um, Tito, Tito Horford. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not like, I don't know much about him. Let me but, see. Here. Um, but what's crazy to me is Last year, everyone thought he was done. He was out of the league with it with his stint with the Thunder and Philly, right. because when he went to Philly, he he got his money, but he did not produce at all. No, and <laughs> when they shipped him to OKC, he didn't even when he played. He you know he was playing good, but then they just made the decision to shut him down, and he was just going to be a mentor, and then everyone was kind of like Ah Horford, I think he's done. But what Brad Stevens did was, in my opinion, he took the players that he liked when he was the coach, and he was like, I know you guys are good enough to make the finals. Maybe right. you guys just needed that different voice, which was Ime Udoka. Like, those Celtics teams that made the conference finals were talented enough to go to the finals. Right. It was just, like, Brad Stevens wasn't the right guy to, like, get them over that hump. And Brad Stevens knew that, I think, deep down. So that's why I think he got back like players like Tice or Horford and then went on to get players like um, Derek White and not listening to the noise of trading Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart. Which oh, yeah, I, I did look up, I did look up uh, Tito. And he played three years in the NBA. He made the playoffs um, with Milwaukee, uh, but they lost to MJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, like I said, Brad Stevens, like, built, like, basically keeping the team that he, that he coached, but just, like, right. you know, making, like, small tweaks to it. 
And I think it's really ridiculous that people were on that train of trade Tatum or Brown. I'm like, like they're, they're 24 and 25 years old. See, I was on, I was on that, I was on that wagon, uh, but only because Danny Ainge is the GM, and then I kind of got off the wagon um, when Brad Stevens took over because I just knew that Stevens would know what he needed. Because... Did it did it kind of feel to you that Ainge was holding Brad Stevens back? Oh, one hundred percent. Ainge, Ainge was, Ainge was the guy that's trying to bring in big stars to bring in seats for some reason, which you don't need in Boston. You're not a small market team. You're a massive, massive franchise. And uh, I think Brad Stevens was like, hey, we've got the pieces. We just need some support guys. We don't need Kemba. We don't need Kyrie. We don't need this, that, and the other. Would you like those guys? Sure. But were they performing? Not really. Not crazily. Uh I think I think the only player the only player in the last couple of years that is no longer a Celtic that like probably would have helped. I'll give two just for the sake of things. But you know, Dennis Schroeder probably would have been better for us than Tice at this moment because Tice is barely at playing at all. He's kind of garbage when he's been in. Um, and I think it just depends on the the matchups. Like the Warriors are a terrible matchup. Too. Oh yeah, no. The, the, Tice looks like Ennis Cancer out there versus the Warriors. It's just yeah. not a good. It's just not good. Um, but you know, the, the easy easy decision to bring him back because he was clutch in other series. He was great in other series. Um, but the other the other is um, Gordon. Gordon was was a great pickup for the Celtics. He fit the Celtics. He was fun to watch. I was I was sad that we didn't try to get him to stay. But you know that's. That's bridge under the water. But I think I think uh, Brad Stevens is like, no, like I'm going to get a coach that is better than me, that is about like the same age, that like young, has a lot of years left, but still has crazy experience. Used and then, to play in the league too. Exactly. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to get him the support that he needs because we don't need to change a damn thing. And what I liked was that – and he said, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to reverse the changes that Ainge made by getting rid of Horford and Tice and, and I'm going to right the, right the wrongs. Yeah, and like piggybacking on that uh, kind of um, like, J- like having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown be involved in the coaching search because obviously those are your two stars. You want to keep them happy. And Udoka was um, already had like a relationship with Tatum already, right? So from the uh, the Team USA, right? So I thought that was pretty cool that like he let them. He was like, "Hey guys, like I just want you guys to know that like all these people saying that we need to trade you guys, like don't listen to them. I'm not listening to them. Like I know we can win with you guys, right? And I I want you guys to be here. So like I'm gonna let you guys like he doubled down on on them being the guys. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "I'm gonna let you guys have the input." Like I don't care about the big names. Like if if that's the guy you want, I will go get him. Right, right. And and Tatum and Brown, I think they know. They know they don't need anybody else. They just need the guys that they grew up playing with. Yeah, and like obviously, like it probably hurt Tatum because like Kemba, that's his boy right there. Right. But Brad probably like sat them down and told them to like, hey, like guys, like I I know like you like these guys, but like I'm gonna 
make like the moves that we need to make to to win to like to go do this thing to go get banner 18 yep and like go back going back to what you said like brad stevens saying like i need to get a better coach yeah like it's not that brad stevens was a bad coach by any means because i he's better than he's better than most of the coaches most of the coaches in the league there's plenty of coaches that could use a guy like brad stevens but Brad Stevens knew like that they needed someone new to get over that hump. I guarantee you, if, if it was up to Brad Stevens when we traded for Kyrie, I don't think he trades for Kyrie. I think he keeps Isaiah Thomas. That's my personal opinion because I, I know Brad Stevens really liked Isaiah. I, I don't know what you're what you think about that, but that that's my personal opinion. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and I and I'm I'm almost wondering like I. I don't know what what uh, Stevens' contract looks like, but I'm almost wondering if he'd um, go back to coaching after he's at least got one ring with the Celtics. Because I mean, GM is a cushy job; it's nice. But like, if you're a coach and you have the coaching mindset, I feel like he's got to be at the least the, the slightest bit jealous of Udoka. You see that I, I, Brad Stevens doesn't strike me as the type of guy that gets jealous, though. He he strikes you as the the type of guy that just because even like even in his introductory press conference when he became the coach he said like I want to bring Banner eighteen he he's bringing it but not but obviously like by probably probably not like what by the way he wanted to but he's still bringing it and he kind of gives me uh some Pat Riley vibes Pat Riley we we all know he was the coach of the Heat but then he when he was done he he wanted to go up to the front office and. Right now, the Heat, they're they are always relevant. They have that Heat culture. And I think that's what's going to happen with the Celtics. The Celtics are always going to be relevant. Obviously, if you have Tatum and Brown, you're always going to be relevant. But I think there's going to be that Celtics culture now, especially with, uh, with uh, Ime Udoka, changing the culture and, like, giving that, like, we're not taking anything from anyone. Like, I'm going to put you in your place. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of how Miami is. Maybe not with like the strict diets, like Boston isn't like strict diets and whatnot. Um a la uh Jared Solinger. Um, uh, um <laughs> but I think because uh, Boston always used to be a place where it didn't attract free agents. But I feel like if the Celtics do close out this series, I think it's gonna be a very attractive place. And I think a big part of it is um going to be Ime Odoka and um, Tatum and Brown. And um, speaking of closing out this series, do you think the Celtics are going to – do you think they have what it takes to close out this series? Oh, man. Um, if they win the next game, yes, because I don't see how the current Warriors structure is set up for a 3-1 comeback. I think if you had prime Clay who was firing on all cylinders and wouldn't miss, and you had prime Draymond who's averaging a triple-double a game, uh, I think then maybe. But you're looking at a Draymond Green who we can talk about in a bit maybe, but Draymond Green, uh, not talking about his fouls or the antics, just straight play. He had four points last game. And what, two points the game before? Those are those are grade school numbers. And <laughs> – and um, if you're if you're playing like that and expecting to win a championship and expecting people to put you on lists of Hall of Famers, that's not going to fly. You're you're going to need to give your guys 
10 points at minimum, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Like you're going to need to be Dennis Rodman. That's what Draymond, that's what Steph Curry and Clay need from Draymond if they're going to win this series. Especially, not, and I'm not, not, and I'm not, I'm not in a position where I'm saying, oh, the Celtics are for sure going to win. But I'm saying, I, if, if the Warriors want to win from this point on, they need Draymond to be the guy. He, not the guy, but like he needs to be Dennis Rodman because right now the order is Steph is Jordan, Thompson is Pippen, and, and Draymond is is uh, Robin, and I'm not saying skill wise. I'm not saying they're equal in all time. I'm just saying the comparison of a big three. That's how that goes down, especially because of the type of player Draymond is. They play very similarly, and uh, and and Draymond is not getting it done. Clay uh, Thompson, he had a decent game last game, but he looks like a shell of himself. He's missing wide open threes. He's not driving to the cup like he used to. He's not really playing that good at defense either, and he's usually one of the best defenders in the league. Like, so that's that's tough. Um, but the Celtics, you know, the Celtics they screw themselves because they get up twenty and then they just kind of chill and they try to waste the clock, and then next thing you know they're up one or they're down three. So really, it comes down for me is can the Celtics win the crucial next game at home? If they can, I think they wrap it up in six. Um, if they can't. I think it goes seven, and then I don't know. So I, I agree with you uh, to an extent about Draymond. Yeah. I think if – well, I agree that he does need to play a lot, lot better just because of how Clay is playing this series, or I should say this playoffs. Yep. Uh, like you say, he's a shell of himself, but he did look good last game. Like he, he was seeing some shots go down, but he kind of cooled off in the second half. Um, if but if Clay Thompson's playing like prime Clay Thompson, Draymond doesn't need to like play as good as like everyone's saying that he needs to play. But I think, like you said, like because Clay's probably not gonna be game six Clay anytime soon so Draymond definitely needs to uh, step up his game instead of worrying about the crowd or getting into altercations and he just needs to be like be himself he he needs to be himself just like with a little more extra like kick to it um I th- I think I see the Celtics honestly I if they if they win next game, I can see them finishing it in five with how well they've been playing on the road on the in the playoffs. Yeah, but I think if they lose tomorrow, I'm gonna stick with Celtics and seven. But if okay. they win, but if they win tomorrow, I'm gonna go Celtics in five because I no think, way you think you think they wrap that up? And, oh yeah, yeah. With, in with Golden the, State, with the way they've been playing on the road, yes. Ooh, and I say yes because one, because of the way they've been playing on the road, and two, I feel like the Warriors are going to be depleted. Like not, not like which, which also point out just randomly, Celtics are now seven and zero after a loss in this playoffs. Oh, they yeah, and the the Warriors they they're like eight and one or seven and one after a loss or something, something like that. I know the Warriors are like another team in this playoffs that are really yep well after a loss. So, but um, 
I feel like the Warriors are just gonna be like mentally drained if they lose tomorrow, and like their their whole morals or morale is gonna be just like depleted. And Steph's gonna do his thing, but I don't think anyone else would show up if in a game five if Celtics are up three one. I don't know the. I think the the momentum of the two games in Boston is just gonna be too much for um, all the young players. I should say uh, no. I I would say I agree, but then but then that is, it it does support it's support support my uh, statement though that this uh, next game at home is a must win for the Celtics. Oh I no! Think. I if if they want to close this out and avoid a game seven tomorrow is a must win. Must win. Must win, and because you're only gonna get one more game in Boston. At, like if they saying they lose tomorrow or the next game, you're only going to have one more game in Boston. And I think if you're the Celtics, you don't want to play a game seven in Golden State. No, heck no. Because you've already played a golden uh, a game seven in Miami. And even though you were playing pretty comfortably most of the game, you kind of let it slip at the end. And I did they play. I, did they play games game seven in Milwaukee too? No, no, that was in Boston. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, the, the, their game seven collapse in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they played game seven in Brooklyn. Oh, sorry. Never mind. They got swept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Had to do it. <laughs> um, it, If, like, hypothetically, Celtics game seven in Golden State, they're, they're up comfortably in the fourth. And let's say they have the same meltdown that they had in Miami. You're not going to have Jimmy. You're not going to have. Jimmy Butler gonna have to be the one shooting. It's going to no, be Steph Curry. It's going to be Steph Curry, and he's going to bang. Yeah, you're going to hear a Mike Green, a classic bang. Puts it in. <laughs> yeah, and especially the finals and conference finals, those are two whole different things, especially right. for a young team. I just feel like even though the Celtics have been playing well on the road and playing obviously well in elimination games, have they have they played in three elimination games so far. Um. I feel like it'd just be too much for them. Even though I said I have them in seven, I'd be a little nervous. But right now, I think they have all the momentum. And I think, like I said, if they win tomorrow, it's going to end in five. If they lose, it's it's going seven. I like it. I like it. And uh, also, shout out Rob Williams playing on one leg. Oh, I was going to say, but not, not just one leg. Robert Williams uh, yesterday played the best basketball I've seen him play in a long time. And that's saying something because he's been playing great. But he looked fantastic. He had just monster block after monster block. And he wants it. You can tell he wants it. Because oh, he, yeah. he had a couple subpar games to start off. And he's been like in and out of the lineup. Yesterday was the most I've seen him play, I think, this whole playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, he had great minutes. Uh, speaking uh, of speaking of someone who didn't have great minutes, uh, Draymond Green, because um, he got it, he got uh, fouled out. <laughs> he's uh, he's going crazy. Did you see? Did you see? I, I sent you his podcast bit, right? Yeah, yeah. This this dude he ha- he has nothing he has nothing to talk about gameplay wise because he knows he's been playing awful. I think his direct quote was, "I played like shit." Which yeah, is yeah, hilarious. The, the reporter asked him, he said, like, shit. Do you, do you think 
Do you think at all? I mean, I know we we bash them all the time, but it's hard to not bash someone when you're playing against them. Do you do you think he, in his mind, thinks he's a dirty player, or do you think that he thinks he is like justified with all the stuff that he does? No, I think he. I think he's. I think he justifies himself. Like he, he's like that. He's like that kid in school. I, I already told you this. He's like that kid in school that would always get kicked out because he he thinks like he's like above everyone and like he's kind of like snarky and um, you know just thinks he's too cool for everyone. Talks back to the teacher. Yeah, right. Like that's that's what Draymond reminds me of. Like, I, I, like I'm not gonna judge him. That's probably maybe that's how he wasn't in school. But like, if I had like if this was like my first time meeting him and I saw like how he acted like on the court and whatnot, that that's, that's the vibes I get from him. That's fair. That's fair. But, um, moving on from the, from the NBA finals, we're, we're going to switch it up to some NFL because, uh, nice. Deshaun Watson, man. <laughs> Deshaun oh, Watson. My gosh. So my, my, uh, just, just before we really get into it, I just thought it was hilarious. My, um, he didn't respond, so I think, I think he might, he might, he might be a little mad. But my, uh, my girlfriend's father is a Browns fan, and uh, so be- when they, when they first like signed him, I was like, so what do you think about this? And he's like, well, uh, I don't want a scumbag on my team. So if he's, you know, I, ho- I hope he gets exonerated and that he's not the. Uh, you know, not the the weirdo that people are saying he is. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all this stuff is coming out, and I saw the best meme. It's probably my favorite NFL meme I've ever seen. And the the caption is, Baker Mayfield after Deshaun gets suspended. And the Cleveland Browns are sending him a text message that says, we're short staff for tonight. And Baker goes, (laughs) damn, that's crazy. Good luck, though. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that's what how that's how Baker should be. Honestly, I know, because if this dude, if this dude gets arrested, if he gets suspended, he's not able to play. If I'm Baker Mayfield and the Browns are like, "Hey man, like uh, you're the backup, we need you in there," I'm I'm about to be like, "No, nah, I'm good." Right. Like you, right. you, you guys wanted to screw me over. You guys didn't want to trade me. This is what you guys are gonna get. I would sabotage that franchise because. That's kind of ridiculous. I don't know why anyone traded for Deshaun Watson knowing all that. Especially, like, I get it. He At the moment they traded for him, he he had just gotten cleared for um for all those, for the 23 women that, that accused him. But it's, like, it's kind of like the Cowboys. It's, like, why would you want, like, all that drama? Or, like, the Patriots. Why would you want all that drama? You wouldn't. <laughs> all that pack, like, like it's going to follow you just because it happened like once like that, like it's, it's over with no, like, like if it's like a domestic violence thing, it's like, kind of like, you know, that, that, you know, like the cow. Um, yeah. You no, know, they like their domestic violence people. They, or any team like in the NFL, do you get that domestic violence person? It kind of gets like, not swept under the rug, but they kind of get like a slap on the wrist. And oh, yeah, and then they just go back to business as usual. Going back to business as usual, and none of it, like, you don't really hear about another domestic violence case. Right. But, when, but something, 
as bad as 23 women. That's a lot. Yeah, that's an um, insane amount. And the, the whole NDA thing is basically admission of guilt. Like, yeah, if, you, and- if you don't plan on doing anything shady, there's no reason for an NDA. That and the fact that the team was allowing it. So it's like, it's not like Deshaun Watson, he's up. Well, obviously, we don't know if he's guilty. We're just going to, I'm assuming he's guilty at this point. Right. I'm just going to assume, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go out and say I think he's guilty. But like, obviously, like, I'm not going to say that he is because we don't know all the facts. We're not him. We, all that stuff. But the Texans like are just as guilty for like um, giving him the hotels and basically giving <clears> him like access to do all this. So I don't think I know everyone's going to talk about Deshaun Watson, but the, I feel like the Texans should be like held accountable just as well because oh they, they probably knew what was going on. One hundred percent. They of course they knew because I think I think if I read it right, they provided him the NDAs in the first place. Like the, I don't. I it's it's really shady, and especially and I think I think the NFL on the whole knew more about it than than they lead on to because for for them to like you know allow Deshaun to go there, they'd have to like do their own like kind of internal affairs like on it i would imagine because it's a bad look for the league i mean for like it's just a bad look for the league for stuff like this to come out now at the same time though this stuff's happened in the nfl before and what happens like you said slap on the wrist and it just kind of goes away it's so disgusting that that's just like ah, it happened but that was in the past throw a football and i feel like this is going to become like one of those cases like like I mean, I granted Ben Roethlisberger was one person, but it's right. kind of like that thing. Is like, like I said, you just go go about your business. When you hear Ben Roethlisberger, you don't hear people talk much about his case. But like, it's still like that was still like a pretty big thing when it when it first happened. Right. And same thing with Ray Lewis. His um, his um, like when he, that person that got stabbed. Right. I'm pretty. I'm like ninety percent sure Ray Lewis did it. Oh, I think most people think Ray Lewis did it. And it, like, obviously, like even he became like all like Jesus and Christian, and <laughs> especially like right after that happened. I, right. If that doesn't. If that doesn't scream guilt, I don't know what does. Right. 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 But it's kind of like it's like that case. Like you know they did it, but yeah. it's like even like OJ. You know, everyone knows OJ did it. Of course, OJ, OJ, OJ definitely killed him. <laughs> oh, like, like everyone knows OJ did it, but it's like they get the get the walk free and. But I mean, but, but that's that's the other thing though. The the OJ thing that's a legitimate trial. The lawyers were really really good, so that's a little bit different because that actually went through the actual legal process. A lot of these issues now are, I have a lot of money and you don't, so here's money. Stop talking about it. Yeah, and it's it's like really shady, like because there's people that actually have to like if you don't have the like it's like you said you have the money like you can basically shush like hush them. Yeah, and the thing is like that affects people's lives. Of course, forever. 
it, it's not something you can't pay them and then they forget about it. You pay them and they'll be quiet, but they will always have whatever the heck happened to them as a part of them. And it's like you're you're making millions of dollars. Like, why are you going to put yourself in that position? Yeah, I don't understand. I, and uh, my uncle, my uncle has the one of the best phrases in the world. Uh, and I, I, I don't. It's not necessarily like a, a a phrase necessarily, but it's more of like a statement. And he's always said this when stuff like this gets exposed. There's st- people, good people get exposed or whatever. And he's he's like the the people that donate the most or do the the most for society are awful are often the people that are the like the creepiest underneath and like deshaun watson was always like you know giving people cars and like going to hospital visits and like doing all this like public like look at me i do all this really nice stuff for people and then the Oh no no sorry even i was gonna say even like when houston had that big uh, hurricane oh yeah he was giving the employees from um, the, the the Texan stadium, the employees, he was giving them free money for being out of work. Like, you don't think that's just kind of like a little, like, like you said, like all the nice things, you don't think that's just like a little sus? Like, I don't know. And like, the thing is, is I, I like Deshaun, or I don't know how I feel about him now, but uh, I was a big Deshaun Watson fan. And then, even when like all the stuff came out about this, like when it when it was like, because at first it came out as like you know like two to four people, and I was like, yeah, okay. know, maybe it's just like you know like they just a group of friends are like, oh, let's go get his money. Yeah, and and it and it came out, and all this came out like after he wanted out of Houston, right? So I was like, yeah, maybe this is like the Texans' way trying of, like, to smear him. Yeah, and then it turned into eleven, twelve. Next thing you know, you're up in the 20s, and I'm like, uh, maybe the. I was like, I don't want to believe it. Maybe the Texans are just like all in on trying to sabotage. It. That's like the whole Bill Cosby thing, right? When he gets up to like 88 people, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you, you really can't like ignore everything. And then like all the text messages that started to come out, right? And then you, and then you got his lawyer saying, well, happy endings and massages aren't illegal. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, he, yeah, he did it. He did it. Like, I, especially as a lawyer, why would you say that? No, why would you? That's such. I I would have fired my lawyer instantly, bro. That's the the amazing thing is like the you can see it's weird. Like in professions, right? You can see like people who are like you think like lawyers like they're all good, but like there's a lot of lawyers that just like went through the schooling and are just not. Same thing with doctors and like, like it's literally any profession. It's so strange because you got like lawyers, you got like Johnny Depp's lawyers, right? Who are like exquisite. Like they didn't drop the ball on anything. They hammered Amber Heard to the ground. And then you flip that over. Amber Heard's lawyers didn't know what to do. They couldn't, they couldn't stick anything on Johnny at all. Objecting their own questions. Right. Hearsay. (laughs) Hearsay. But it's like, it's like it's amazing. This is like not about sports, but I just find that really interesting. And I guess sports too are like that too, because you know you've got like LeBron James and like uh, you know Tatum, like people who like excel at their job. And then you've got like you know Brian Scalabrini, who like now excels as a broadcaster, but like you know he wasn't the greatest NBA player. But it was, it's so strange that like 
people have qualifications, but they don't necessarily uh, use them. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, do you, do you think that the Browns, like, should be worried? Especially after, like, this 24th person came out? The Browns? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, because if you, you're at the point right now where if you play them, people are, they're not going to talk about anything other than that. Uh even if they even if they start winning a bunch of games, then I think you're in a worse position. Because if they start winning a bunch of games, pe- more people are going to talk about it. And if more people are talking about it, more investigations are going to open. And if more investigations are open, there is a high likelihood of him being suspended and or you know banned from football. You saw it with Ray Rice. Like you you don't know what will happen if you start winning games because it starts drawing attention to you. And I think with Deshaun Watson and the current team they have, they will win games. And, and it's not the, it's not like he's like mediocre quarterback. He's no, like top he's Deshaun top Watson Deshaun Watson was an MVP in the running. Like that's he's he's that guy. And so to have that guy on your team and win, it's it, it's not going to go away and I think it's not like Ben Roethlisberger where like he's won so many like he's been in those games so many times people just kind of like let it go like you're not going to you're not going to have the time to just have that let go. People are going to bring it up. And I think you run the risk of hurting your fan base by getting to the playoffs and then having to start some bald white dude that has never thrown a football in the last 2 years. Like and, that's <laughs> that's just where you're at. And not only that, it's that 250 million or 230 million whatever it was. That's fully guaranteed. Literally, they they made him the first person to have all of the money from his contracts fully guaranteed. Another stupid move, and i i I really want to. I want to try. I don't know if he'll come on the podcast, but I'd really like to get my uh, my girlfriend's dad on the podcast at some point because he he's a like his basement is like Browns orange, like the Browns brown. Like it's it's a whole man cave to the Browns. And he's got he's got very heightened opinions on the Browns. So, <laughs> isn't it funny? So you know how their whole like mantra is like the dog pound. Yeah. Wouldn't it just wouldn't it be like ironic and funny as hell if Deshaun Watson gets locked up in the dog pound? I uh, yeah no that would be kind of funny. It would be kind of funny. It, it, it do you can you imagine the memes that would come out? Oh, so many great memes. So many. I mean. <sighs> It's so – I feel bad. I feel bad for them because, you know, it's a team that, like, had struggled for so long and they were finally hitting a stride and then they had some injuries and some problems. And then, like, now they have this. And I guess for the fan base, I just feel because that's just tough. Like, the Giants – the Giants just, like, there's there's never any scandals. They just suck. Like, I, I, I'd love some scandals so I could at least be like, ah, that's why we're losing – like the Browns can totally flip this. It win or lose, it works in their favor. Because if they're winning, then like it, they, I don't think they really care. Do they want to be led by this kind of guy? Probably not. But like, you take the wins. But like, if you're losing, you can be like, yeah, and our quarterback's an asshole. <laughs> and that's the the excuse my language. That's the like the shitty thing about the NFL is like, out of any like major league sport. They're the only one that has so many scandals. Like, oh, you know, like, yeah, that, you know, the NBA maybe like once in a while, MLB, 
MLB sometimes will have it, but it get like gets shut right. down right away because the commissioner takes care of it. They ban like MLB. They don't play around. They'll ban you. Um, I like as how we've the MLB, seen with, MLB does business. Yeah, MLB, MLB. Sorry, MLB handles their business. NBA handles their business. Except about the the Matt Harvey thing. That right. That's another thing. But like besides that, they usually handle their business. But then when when it comes to the NFL, man, it's just like. What you well, it, it, it's right. because it's because we we need a new commissioner. Goodell is in the pockets of so many owners, and he's just he's just trying to do things that are beneficial for like the the group. It's like a communist society, I guess, because everyone's trying to work for the common good. But the common good is just lining the pockets of all these billionaire owners, um, and it's not it's not the face of the league because I think they've reached the point, which is a sad thing. But they've reached a point as an organization where they know the fans that love the sport will watch no matter what. Even the people that leave the sport and don't watch. Like, I know five or six people around, like, in between my dad and my grandfather's age that are just disgusted with, like, either people kneeling for the flag uh-huh. yeah. or, or people like this not getting banned from the sport. Like, all these things that the, the league doesn't take a stand on. Whether you agree with them or not, just the, the league in and of itself is spineless. And so if you don't take a stand on anything, people are going to leave. And I know like five or six people, you know, middle-aged uh, Americans that are like, I've watched football for years, but I'm done because th- I'm not supporting this. I'm not supporting this. And, and I, think, I think the NFL has reached a point where they don't care. Their, their numbers are high enough that they're not worried about you know James McGill who's a 55 year old from you know Notre like it lives around Notre Dame like no one cares if you stop watching because they make so much money off of the Super Bowl alone that they could probably just like coast for years and and I think that's sad I think it's sad when you get to the point in in your organization where you don't have to be held accountable yeah and it's like my my uncle, he's one of those like those people like you said like they they tune out of the NFL because they don't agree with some of the things. Um, like for example, the uh, my my uncle he was in the Navy. He when Colin when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling for the flag, and then everyone else did. He 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 was one of those people adamant about like oh like everyone should stand, and he stopped watching. Right, and he recently came back for this past Super Bowl just to watch the Super Bowl, and he was like oh like I enjoyed it. But like I still don't like mess with the NFL, right? It, it, to me, it's like like you, like you said, like there's gonna be those fans that will always watch it, and they they, they don't really care if you stop watching because they have a boatload of money, right? Kind of like, kind of like when you're the roommate in the house, like it's like, like I'm gonna use my myself for example. I, I live in I live in my brother's house, right? He's married, and maybe there's some stuff you know I would wish was different around the house maybe or i i hear him and his wife argue right and it, it but it's 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 just kind of like oh i just live here like that's none of my business i'm just gonna keep going about uh-huh. what i do that, that that's kind of how like i feel like the nfl is with with its fans like they're kind of like well we we really don't care like this is our business so that's like that's like yeah. most most like popular youtubers when they have a scandal right it's like yeah. I don't care how many millions I lose. Like I'm still making more money off of yeah. this issue. Like, 
the the amount of the amount of money the NFL probably makes off of their scandals probably outweighs them trying to do anything about it. Because okay, like, even though like it's bad for business, it's kind of like it's good for business at the same time because all you know the, the whole attention... the, the old the old adage all press is good press. Yeah, because like you're gonna you're gonna get all the attention. And what happens yeah. when you get all the attention when you're fucking a, a billion dollar company? You're gonna make more money. And yeah, it's it's like it's sick. It's like disgusting. Um, I, I obviously like I'm gonna keep watching. it's disgusting but game on (laughs) yeah but but it's like i can't do anything about it all all i can do is observe like 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 i said i I live at my brother's house hey you're doing something right now you're talking about it on our podcast yeah and that's all i can do i i can just observe say what i say but nothing's gonna change that's that's all i can do and you know i don't know i just hope it changes in the future, and the NFL just like gets their shit together because it's, it's it's just like too many scandals. Like, and it's not like it happens like it's spread out. It's like it gets stacked on top of each other. That one scandal and just scandals gets... and scandals over the over the same subjects. I mean, I remember not long ago, not to drag your Patriots under the mud, but Robert Kraft had the same kind of like NDA with like massage parlor thing going yep. on. So like that's. Oh, that's, that got swept under the rug. Oh, big time. It was a story for like a week and then no one talked about it. Not ESPN, not like anybody. And, and so the, the, these things, it's very much like a a boys club mentality, which I – and you know what? Like the other thing is that it's just men. Like I understand that there are definitely scandals that happen in women's sports, but like do you – like the, the, the whole um, – uh, B, the whole BG getting like locked in Russia was the first time I had ever heard news outside of the scores of the games from women's sports. Yes. Like they don't have scandals. I mean, I'm sure they do, but like, no, like they're just, they're just not common. And, and it's a, it's just almost every day. There's a new scandal with guys in sports. And a lot of it, I think comes because obviously like, not all of them, but most, like, especially in the NFL, I feel like a lot of them come from, like, not so great backgrounds. Sure, sure. Or, or come from, like, the the um, the inner, inner cities or, like, you yeah. know, just, like, not, not good areas. Um, and just, like, the way they've grown up, probably the things that they saw when they grown up. It's kind of like, like Aaron Hernandez. He grew up... Not not in the greatest part of Connecticut. He right. grew up like around like like gang violence and stuff like that. Or for example, Deshaun Jackson. He has friends that are in, like in gangs, and they just can't like leave that stuff behind. Right. But at the same at the same time, though, like when you're in that position, you are there to rise above what you grew up out of, and you're you're there to show the people that are in those situations or the kids that are in those situations that it can be done. You can make it out of wherever you are. It's possible. And for them to just be like, "Ah, I have all this money, but I'm still going to do the same stuff is just disheartening. Yeah. And it's a like RDC world. They made a funny video. Like it's kind it's like similar to like what we're talking about now. Um, their, their skit was a rapper and his boys finally like making it out the trenches <laughs> and he was like 
Yeah, he was like, yo, he was like another hit song in the books. He was like, man, like, like pretty much, like we're making so much money, we're we're making it big time. And then the rapper to his voice, he was like, yeah, but you know, we gotta go back to the hood. We gotta, you know, take care of some business, push P, you know, sell some drugs. <laughs> he was like, shoot some right. people, like f the office. We just, and we that. just, we just, we just made a mill. Let's go shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then and then in the video, his boys are like, whoa, whoa. He was like. What do you mean we? He was like, what, what, what? We don't need to do all that. He said, we're, we're making millions right now. We could leave all that behind. He was like, Nah, man. I need to show them what I'm really about. He was like, No, no, you don't. You don't need to show anybody what you're really about. He was like, Just, just leave all that behind. You got all the money in the world. He was like, He was like, Nah, but he was like, If I'm gonna shoot someone, I'm gonna need someone to take the downfall for me. And he was like, Who's gonna take the downfall for you? He was like, You, you look like someone that would take the downfall for me. Like uh, RDC world, they're they're hilarious, but yeah, it's kind of it's like it's like just like leave all that stuff behind, man. Like you're making millions, you're you're putting your family at risk. Like just come on, come on now. <laughs> but um, moving on to I mean it's not really a scandal, but just you know just moving on to like big news in sports. Um, in the MLB, it was the Rays and Angels, I believe, that were playing. There was a, a few Rays players that, for uh, obviously June is Pride Month. Um, they they didn't want to go out and show some. Hold on one second. Uh, they didn't they didn't want to go out and show some support for Pride Month, and they elected not to wear uh, the Pride patches on their jerseys. So, uh, so how are you feeling about that? I think it's I think it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, right? Because I think I think on the whole, within reason, uh, players' uniforms there should be there should be things that they can customize at all times, and I think there there are there are any player should be allowed to support within within reason. Obviously, obviously, you don't want people you know with you know swastikas on the side of their uniforms, but like yeah. within reason, as long as you're not promoting something that goes vehemently goes against either the league or like humanity, mm-hmm. uh, players should be allowed to support whatever the causes or um, that they're of that they want to support. But the flip side of that is they also can opt out. Like if you don't want to have anything on your jersey except your jersey you should be able to do that like i'm 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 just looking at this issue as a uniform thing and not like on the the actual subject matter because Mm -hmm. i think i think that's that's an interesting thing too because players get fined all the time for you know standing up for whatever they believe in but then the one time that people are like no i don't really want to do that then people have a problem with it. So it's like either have a problem the whole time or don't have a problem ever. I think, I think that's, that's where the, the, the issue is with most folks. Like there's, you know, three, four guys that don't want to wear a patch on their Jersey and people are, people are having a problem with it. Like, I don't, I really don't see the big deal. The same thing, like kneeling for the flag. Like it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I, I think people. It's it's a personal decision. Like you can have your own opinion on someone else's opinion. Like if if I like chocolate chip ice cream and you hate chocolate chip ice cream, we're both right to have those opinions, and we're both right to have the opinion that the other person's opinion is wrong. And so I think I think it's interesting 
I don't, I don't necessarily have a, uh, this is the right way to do things, but I feel like, like not everyone should have to wear pink on breast cancer awareness. Like if you want to, I think most people should, but like, you know, like it shouldn't be required. You don't have to wear pink. Like, I think that's, I don't know. I think that's kind of dopey. Cause then, cause then it defeats, it defeats this special, like, I'm supporting this because of this. Like if each player was allowed to do something different, that'd be cool. Like if you, if, if like everyone like breast cancer awareness month, like for baseball, like everyone has like pink kind of uniforms. Right. But like if everyone had the normal uniforms and then people could wear like different kinds of pink pins or like they could have like their mom's name, like stitched into their Jersey. Like those things would be cool. And then it's a player's decision and it's not, Oh, everyone's doing this. Cause like, it's cool, but like, it's so impersonal when everyone is doing something. And I think a big part of it too, is how you go about it. Um, like the Rays are the, what's it? The, yeah. The Rays players, the ones that didn't want to wear it. Mm-hmm. They, they they gave a, a respectful like response to it on why they want to do it. Like essentially, I'm gonna I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm just gonna paraphrase it and sum it up. They were just pretty much saying that like they have no like disrespect. It's like it's not any like disrespect towards it. It's just like it's like their own personal beliefs. And there's like a lot of people that their religions don't believe in that type of stuff. Right. And like you know like like for pretty much it's like religion and like personal beliefs and all that pretty much and i was like oh, okay it's not like they flat out went like no we just we just don't like <laughs> we just like, don't like the lgbtq community. right like no it's like they had their own personal reasons like they maybe i think some of them said they were christian and the, like they're like hardcore christians and they just respectfully they don't believe in that like they're like oh if, if you believe in that that's cool but like i personally don't like the other the, the other thing too with with um with specific issues like um the NBA does a really good job of if something's on their jersey they're actively putting money into it. Yeah. They're at like if Black Lives Matters on the jersey they're actively donating to those organizations. They're actively giving back to communities that struggle with like hurricane relief if they make an ad about it. But like the MLB uh, for the most part, the MLB is like the worst of the sports as far as like, um, you know, uh, public uh, outreach and like philanthropy. Like um, they have, like it's more like y- y- the teams can do it if they want to do it, but us as a league, we're just kind of be a league. And and so like you know, the Yankees are really good at like doing community outreach. They do a lot for their like inner city community they do a lot for like college students and like they they throw together a whole bunch of things for spring training which is really cool so like there are definitely teams that do local outreach but like the stuff that they put on jerseys they're not like to the best of my knowledge they're not like donating to like with with this instance they're not like donating to um lgbtq like organizations they're not like they're like if you were gonna if you were gonna have everyone wear a patch and then you donate you know x amount of whatever like home runs hit whatever you donate to the 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 trevor project which is a a notable um organization like then 
I'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense because monetarily you're doing something to help a community or help a group of people. But if you're just wearing a patch, the, um, the, the term, the term is rainbow capitalism, um, which is you're, you're, you're changing your, and you see this right now on my phone. Uh, if I scroll to the right, uh, Parmont plus the back screen of their mountain is a rainbow. Like that, that rainbow does absolutely nothing for the LGBT community. That like, if you, if you announce that you're like donating like money from your subscriptions every month, which they would never do, then, then that would be, that would be doing something. And then that flag, that flag could be there. But for, for places to come out with like, you know, Hey, we've got a rainbow salad because it's pride month. Like that doesn't really do anything to anyone. So I don't know. I just, I think, I feel like, I feel like the MLB, if they're going to make players, if they're going to require players to wear things on their jersey or patches on their jersey or different colors, then they should monetarily kick into the things that they want to be act- activists for. And I, all that starts with uh, the commissioner of the league. Um, not too, fi- not too familiar with him, but I, I, I know a lot of people don't like him. Manfred is awful. I, I mean, I hated Bud Selig. I can't, I can't, we can't get a good baseball commissioner. It's just not possible. Do you think it's the sport, the person? What do you think? <sighs> Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it's tough. I think the, I think the sport on the whole needs, a, needs a, some kind of drastic change. Cause like more and more, we're having less and less uh, diversity within the sport. We're having less and less people watch the sport. They need to do something to re-engage people in the sport because obviously people still go to games. That's still a fun thing to do. People still like doing that. But like the casual sports fan is not going to sit down and watch a full four-hour baseball game. They're just not. And and changing the changing the way the game is played is not going to change the time of the games. You're not making games drastically shorter with a pitch clock. You're not making games drastically shorter with a ghost runner on second on the in the extra innings. The games are still long as heck, and people are still not going to watch. And so there needs to be some sort of and, – and I think the, the NBA, the NBA has so much diversity because of the outreach that they do. And, then, and I'll tie it back to the, the pride stuff. Like the, the MLB would have so much more diversity within – it's locker rooms, whether it's, you know, the diversity of, of, of where people are from or what they believe or like who they are as a person. Like right now, the MLB, if you look down the lineups, it's mostly white guy, white guy, white guy, white guy, Dominican, white guy, white guy, white guy, Asian. Like and like when I was growing up, like it was so balanced. There was like white guy, black guy, Asian guy, Hispanic guy. Like it was like so like. like so mixed i loved it and i think that's when the sport gets up there because everyone gets excited not just white people it's a it's a mix of people like getting together to root for a team a sport a championship whatever and i think it boils back to the mlb doing nothing as a collective um with like you don't see any mlb commercials that have like players taking a unified front on an issue 
You see that in the NBA. You see, hey, we give back to our community. The NBA cares. And then they show you all these NBA players doing service outreach. You don't see that in the MLB. And I think that has a lot to do with the decline of the MLB. And, like, piggybacking off of that, even, like, going out to other countries and playing a game, like the NFL, the NBA, they, they go out to to Mexico, Germany, London, China. Like you know, they they like like you said, they try to like go as far as they can to like try to diversify. Right. The MLB, the the most you'll get is a cornfield game or um <laughs> Right, um, right. They don't they don't play, you know, they, they could play games in Korea, South Korea. They could play games in Japan. Japan yeah, Japan's like, baseball market is ten times better than the United States. They love baseball. Like you could have you could have an exhibition game there every summer. You could have you could have um honestly, honestly, and this would be really cool, you could have your all star game in Japan. You know how cool that would be? That'd be if dope. The, if the MLB All-Star game was in a different country every year, it would bring your greatest stars to a country that has not seen those people play live, that have probably grown up watching them on TV. That's how you got – that's how the uh, NFL has – the one one of the things the NFL has done right in this regard is the British, the, the British games they've been playing. I have so many friends in the UK that are diehard – fans of random ass teams because they played there one time and like i have a friend she's a she's a diehard jaguars fan because the jaguars played there one year and she loves the jaguars and they're garbage but every every sunday she's like queuing up a she's like at her local pub or she's like on the on the computer watching a stream of the Jaguars because like that's cool. And you could do that with the MLB. You could play a you could play your all-star game in Mexico City. You could play your all-star game in Brazil. You could play your all-star game and and you're growing your league with that kind of star power coming to visit. Because no one wants to watch like the Cincinnati Reds play like the uh, Miami Marlins. No one wants to watch that game. Even if you put that game overseas, no one wants to watch that game. But if you do an all-star game, you got, you got talent. And I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be interesting. So if anyone uh, from the league ever listens to this podcast, boom, uh, pay, me. <laughs> pay me, pay the man. <laughs> and not, not even also, not even just like Japan, like even like Puerto Rico, Cuba. Or- oh, the Dominican, the Dominican Republic. Republic. Oh yeah. my gosh. You you could and you could and the best part is there are there are legends from all of these different places mm-hmm. and at each place you could have like a designated like master of ceremonies and like like if you went to Japan and you brought Godzilla like if if Matsui Hideki Matsui just came out and he like cut the ribbon for like the All Star festivities that would be like the coolest thing on the planet if like uh. Because, like, uh, David Ortiz, I believe he's Dominican. Yep, he's Dominican. So, if David Ortiz was, like, the, 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 like, the grandmaster of ceremonies for, like, the, the all-star weekend in the Dominican Republic, how cool would that be? Or even, or even someone like, like, uh, like David Ortiz, obviously, or even someone like Manny Ramirez, he's Dominican, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, even, like, Manny Ramirez, like, a lot of the, the biggest names in baseball, like history wise, yeah, like like obviously you have your like your like 
some of them are white, but a lot of them are like Hispanic or. Well, I mean, even and even and even the the one of the greatest players of all time. There's a lot of people that think Babe Ruth was actually a mixed dude. Was he? That yeah, I'll send you the TikTok later. But there's there's a bunch of evidence that uh, that uh, Babe Ruth was a white passing mixed guy. Oh, I, I yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll send you. I'll send you the video, and it's very fascinating. No one's. I don't think anyone has ever like, um, like really tried to sit down and prove it. But the but the evidence is actually really interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like even then, like you don't know how many guys back then like were, you know, were even mixed, and that was they're you're doing what they do. So like get the 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 league the league who is who is built by players that are not just, you know, Jake from state, like the white Jake from state farm. Like it's, the white it, one. <laughs> it's, it's, built, it's built by everybody. You know, shout out. Okay. Just, just in case anyone's wondering, I did Google the other day, what happened to the white Jake from state farm. And the, the actual reality is that Jake from state farm is a real state farm agent. Oh, okay. And so when that commercial did so well, they were like, oh, well, we need an actual actor to carry on the Jake from State Farm mantle if we're going to keep making commercials. So then they hired the new guy. Oh, okay. I like yeah. the new guy. I don't yeah, mind yeah, yeah, I do too. But I also like that um, that thing because a lot of people were like, oh, I see you like you just cast, you know, who like you just replaced him because you wanted a black. No, it's they legitimately like – they had auditions this new jake was like i'm jake from state farm and they're like hell yeah you are and he's been jake from state farm ever since did did you ever see that video he was at the all-star game the uh, the nba all-star game all-star weekend um he was walking down the tunnel and he was like the guy said hey jake from state farm and then he was like say it and then the guy didn't say it and he he stopped walking he was like hey man you gonna say it he was like say what he was like like a good neighbor, State Farm's there, and then he's like, "Oh, like a good neighbor, State Farm's there." He's like, "There you go." And then he <laughs> he's the perfect ambassador. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But I don't know, like MLB, not perfect league, but it's a good league. Still, still need some stuff to do. NFL, you need to get your shit together, man. Yeah, and and you, you guys need some some Adam Silver in your life. They yeah, yeah. Honestly, a- Adam Silver, he's done wonders. The dude, they they the MLB and the NFL need to model what they do after the M- M- uh, NBA because the NBA actively tries to get better every year. And speaking of the NBA, this is going to lead to the golden trash because you know you, you know you know what we we need some music or something like when we transition to golden <laughs> trash we just we just need something to transit like you know like some cool music or like some backdrop into it all right all right hold up hold up hold up i'm gonna end this start a new one so that i can put that music in there all right bet 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 <laughs> And now for the gold and trash. Yes, indeed. Garbage and gold with an echo. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Adam Silver. And he leads right into my golden trash. Because there my goal go. for this week is the NBA and the Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, 
in their pre in their warm up their warm up shirts, their pre game shirts, post game shirts, wearing the We Are BG. Shout out to them. If you guys don't know what that stands for, that means we are Brittany Griner. And they're trying to bring more attention to the league, uh, or to the situation. My apologies, to to try to you know bring more attention to it, and so people could take it more seriously. The fact I, that she's still there is mind blowing. It, it is. It's it's ridiculous at this point. And I like that Adam Silver. He, he even said it today. Like the players wearing this is like especially like on the biggest platform in the NBA. Um. He he just wants awareness to it so she could get back home as quickly and safely as possible. So, you know, shout out to Adam Silver and the NBA for doing that. <sighs> for my trash. There's a lot of trash this week to go through. And you know which one I'm going to pick? What? I'm going to pick the one that isn't even sports related. Okay, that's fair. Ezra Miller. Oh, my gosh. Ezra Miller, man. Mm. If you guys don't know who Ezra Miller is, he portrays Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, in the DC Cinematic Universe, DC Extended Universe, whatever they want to call it. He was in the Fantastic Beasts movies and the perks of being a wallflower. He's a creep. I heard. I, I, I know you guys have probably heard about his, his violent antics in Hawaii, choking out people, threatening people. Well, guess what? A new thing just came out about him. Apparently, he has a friendship with this uh, with this girl that when he met her, she was underage. You know, you know like if I I think that's kind of weird. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure everyone could agree that's kind of weird. But apparently, he had an impact on her life and to the point where she dropped out of school, and that he made like threatening remarks towards her. And, like, made her, like, go by a different name. And, like, just being, like, a creep. And her parents had to, like, file, like, a restraining order. What Warner a Bros. weird dude. Warner Bros., you you guys need to do better, man. Can you... Yeah. As much as I want to see a Flash movie, and as much as I want to see Michael Keaton as Batman again... I think they should just not release Scrap that movie. the movie. Scrap the movie, man. Scrap it. Scrap the rea- it. Get Grant Gustin up in there. Like, yeah. We, we, no, we, one, no one wants to watch that movie, honestly. I mean, everyone does, but like not with – it was like Aquaman with Amber Heard. Like no one – she's out of the movie now. No one wanted to watch it when Amber Heard was in there. Like it, this man is such – like you're going to get you're gonna get your fans in there to see it. And that's just – fine but like there's gonna be a lot of women there's gonna be a lot of just like regular guys who have read up on all this craziness that this guy has been up to and been like you know what nah you are not getting my money for supporting someone like that and i'm on that boat you know who i give my money to hbo yeah you know you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna wait till that that stuff drops on hbo i'm not gonna go see it opening night i'll wait all good with me Wait, wait the forty-five days. That's all you got to do. Yep, I'll wait for the embargo. That's fine. You won't get my money. I mean, technically, they get it through subscriptions, but then I'm not directly supporting Warner Brothers. I'm, I'm supporting HBO as a concept. As you should, my friend. As you should, and I, honestly, I might, I might be with you on that. <laughs> there you go. Um, my garbage and gold. Uh, for gold, um, my my gold uh, this week 
is uh, is it's going to be is more more of a more of a personal thing. My my goal this week was uh, going to um, going to a bar uh, with my brother and uh, my buddy Dan to watch uh, game one of the the playoffs and uh, got real hyped because there were I'm I'm in Florida I'm in Central Florida. So like there's Orlando's right by here. So like I guess people have the magic, but like they don't have a winning team right here. So like the people people are fans of all other teams. And I'm I'm in this bar, and I notice at the at this giant high top table, there's a guy decked out in a Celtics hat and a Celtics shirt, and he's like, he's he's had several drinks, and he's he's acting exactly like a Boston fan who's had too many drinks. <laughs> watching a game and I was like, ah, I feel like I'm home. I, I hear like Boston curse words. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like watching. And, uh, we put together, we, we didn't ask them, but we put together that this guy is a Celtics fan. The rest of his friends don't give a crap about basketball, but they all went in on a money wager. And so they're all excited and they're cheering for Boston because they all pooled together money for this game. And so they're all going crazy and they've had too much to drink. And the, the, the funniest thing, they're like every like 10 minutes or so, they'd be like, hands up. If you love the Celtics, hands up. And like they get this whole bar to like – and eventually eventually got to the point where everyone who wasn't a Celtics fan got out of there because they weren't trying to deal with it. But like the bar with, with, with all these people gone still had like 20 to 30 fans that were like diehard Celtics fans there just like watching this game on a big screen just completely just – Yelling at the screen and getting hyped because game one was so much fun. <laughs> Bleed green took over Florida. A Florida oh, yeah. bar. Oh yeah. So that was my gold for the week. And my garbage. Uh I'm gonna go with Draymond Green. I mean, we talked about him a little bit, but uh Draymond Green I am I am always of the mind where like if you're gonna run your mouth, then you better you better back it up with some actions. And uh he's playing awful. He can't shoot. He can't score. He's not really passing well. His defense is kind of subpar, and he's just he's just aggressively trying to injure people out there. Like Golden State was up in arms about this the 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 play that broke um, Gary Payton's elbow, but like they're they're out here. He's out here tackling people, like full on linebacker tackling people. There's a play. I think game two maybe. Grant Williams is just standing there in legal guarding position and Draymond Green just like barrel rolls him to the ground. And they call a foul on Grant Williams. Which, yep, you know, I know that. Yep. I garbage in the first place. That's a, that's another that's my honorable mention for garbage. Um, <laughs> but uh but the uh but the, the garbage is Draymond Green. Like if you're gonna be a punk, at least be a good playing punk. Like I can semi respect you. If if you're if you're a beast on the court and a trash talker off the court, there are so many great players that have been that same way. Larry Bird, one of the greatest Celtics alive, still trash talks to this day. I watched a they they announced I watched a video. They announced that the uh, the <coughs> the the Eastern Conference Finals like player like MVP uh, is going to be given the Larry Bird Trophy, and uh, they named it the Larry Bird 
trophy or the Larry Bird Award or whatever. And he was and 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 then they they gave the the Western Conference one was the the Magic Johnson. And Larry Bird said, "Man, it'd be great. It'd be great to to play a couple more games and get that Magic Johnson trophy." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Dude is still going. He's like in his like he's an older man now and he's still trying to trash talk." So there's room in the game for that. But when you're trying to like talk so you're like you have way too much bark for your bite. Like I'm just I'm not about it. You're irritating at that point, and uh, it's just not good for the game. It's not good for the game. And also to to end it and add on to it at the same time, Draymond should have been ejected from game two. Oh, he should have been ejected from game two, and he was lucky he didn't even get ejected from the last game. He fouled out before he could get ejected. And on top of that, him and I, I like Clay, but him and him and Clay barking at the Celtics fans saying, "Oh, there's kids in the crowd." Blah blah blah. Well, guess what? Those kids are chanting at the Draymond too. <laughs> so, so don't act like don't act don't act surprised. This 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 ain't your first rodeo in Boston. Plus, plus, in, growing up, growing up, my parents and my uncles and grandparents taking me to various sports games. Uh, you know. I, I grew up in a very Christian household, and uh, when we would go to Boston games, you'd get the the pre-Boston pep talk from your parents, which is like, now, we're going to a game in Boston. There are people in Boston who don't always um, act like regular people should act, <laughs> and they will say things that people should not repeat, and so you get that whole pep talk when you go to Boston, and so like that's just assumed. Do I necessarily rock with it? Uh, on the low key, yeah. <laughs> on the but like, <laughs> but like, in our group chat, you do. In our group chat, <laughs> in our group chat, yeah. It, you know, I like that atmosphere. Is it? Is it? Is it probably the the best moral atmosphere? Probably not. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's the it's the finals, man. It's the finals. Get hyped for your team, because you know you are that that sixth man on the the court. Yeah, and unfortunately, Jay and his uh, his Sixers are the sixth man. Oh, sixth man. Sixth man <laughs> yeah, he's the sixth man on the Warriors court. But, but yeah, uh, before we wrap this up, I just want to uh, let everyone know again, uh, Jay couldn't be with us this week, but he will attach his garbage and gold to the end of this podcast. So even when we wrap up here, stay tuned for Jay's garbage and gold. Um yeah, Jeremy, thanks for hosting, bro. You killed it again. Yeah, no problem. Back-to-back weeks. Yes, sir. And who knows who might be hosting next week? Maybe we'll get Jay back next week. Maybe he'll I think I think we'll week. make I, I think we'll make Jay host because you know I hosted last week, you hosted, and then Jay's like you know where to be seen. So you know he's he's kind of like this host thing. Kind of like <laughs> I mean, hey, more power to you. I think I think uh, I think it's fun. It's funny because because Jay. Jay does like Jay does like legitimate research. He like pulls up his laptop and he like pulls up like all these talk. I feel like I swear he makes a PowerPoint presentation. For episodes. <laughs> oh, I, I just I just add stuff to my my notes. That, that's there you all go. I do. And I, then I look at my notes and then I just that's, all it from there. yeah, that's what I do too. I have like bullet points of like this is what I want to touch on and then yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in into another week of the Padari podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Noah and he's Jay. Thanks for listening guys. Another great episode, my friends. Peace. Stay safe.
So unfortunately, Jay could not get us his garbage and gold. I'm assuming that Jay would pick that his gold is Steph Curry's performance in Game 3 against the Boston Celtics. Excuse me, Game 4 against the Boston Celtics, as it was utterly amazing. He was just a machine. Um, as for his garbage, I can't say, but hopefully we'll get his garbage and gold next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Pidari Podcast.